he pulled it open and reached to his hip. His hand came out holding a revolver. With a smooth stroke, he laid it across the kneeling man's forehead, opening into the bone. Annie saw it all. With poisonous clarity, back in the V of the revolving door, cuddled in darkness, she saw it all. Saw a second man kick out and break the kneeling victim's nose. The sound of it cut against the night's sudden silence. Saw the third man look toward the stretched limo as a black glass window slid down and a hand emerged from the back seat, the electric hum of opening. Saw the third man go to the stretch and take from the extended hand a metal can. A siren screamed down Park Avenue and kept going. Saw him return to the group and heard him say, Hold the motherfucker, pull his head back. Saw the other two wrench the victim's head back, gleaming white and pumping red from the broken nose, clear in the sulfurous light from the stanchion overhead. The man's shoes scraped and scraped the sidewalk. Saw the third man reach into an outer coat pocket and pull out a pint of scotch. Saw him unscrew the cap and begin to pour booze into the face of the victim. Hold his mouth open! Saw the man in the cashmere topcoat spike his thumb and index fingers into the hinges of the victim's jaws, forcing his mouth open. The sound of gagging, the glow of spittle. Saw the scotch spilling down the man's front. Saw the third man toss the pint bottle into the gutter where it shattered. And saw him thumb press the center of the plastic cap of the metal can. And saw him make the cringing, crying, wailing victim drink the Drano. And he saw and heard it all. The cashmere topcoat forced the victim's mouth closed, massaged his throat, made him swallow the Drano. The dying <sighs> took a lot longer than expected, and it was a lot noisier. The victim's mouth was glowing a strange blue in the calcium light from overhead. He tried sp spitting, and a gobbet hit the navy blue cashmere sleeve. Had the natty dresser from the stretch limo been a donkey slob, uncaring of what GQ commanded, what happened next would not have gone down. Cashmere cursed, swiped at the slime sleeve, let go of the victim. The man with the glowing blue mouth and the gut being boiled away wrenched free of the other two and threw himself forward straight toward the locked revolving door blocked by Annie's shopping cart and cardboard flats. He came at her in fumbling, hurtling steps, arms wide and eyes rolling, throwing spittle like a racehorse. Annie realized he'd fall across the cart and smash her flat in another two steps. She stood up, backing to the side of the V. She stood up into the tunnel of light from the caddy's headlights. The nigger saw it all, yelled the cashmere. Fucking bad lady, yelled the one with the can of Drano. He's still moving, yelled the third man, reaching inside his topcoat and coming out of his armpit with a blued steel thing that seemed to extrude to a length more aptly suited to Paul Bunyan's armpit. Foaming at the mouth, hands clawing at his throat, the driver of the broom came at Annie as if he were spring-loaded. He hit the shopping cart with his thighs, just as the man with the long armpit squeezed off his first shot. The sound of the forty-five Magnum tore a chunk out of 51st Street, blew through the running man like a crowd roar, took off his face and spattered bone and blood across the panes of the revolving door. It sparkled in the tunnel of light from the caddy's headlights. And somehow, he kept coming. He hit the cart, rose as if trying to get a first down against a solid defense line, and came apart as the shooter hit him with a second round. There wasn't enough solid matter to stop the bullet, and it exploded through the revolving door, shattering it open as the body crashed through and hit Annie. She was thrown backward through the broken glass and onto the floor of the document copying center, and through it all, Annie heard a fourth voice, clearly a fourth voice, screaming from the stretch limo, "'Get the old lady! Get her! She saw everything!' 
Men in topcoats rushed through the tunnel of light. Annie rolled over and her hand touched something soft. It was the ruined baby doll. It had been knocked loose from her bundled clothing. Are you cold, Alan? She scooped up the doll and crawled away into the shadows of the reproduction center. Behind her, crashing through the frame of the revolving door, she heard men coming and the sound of a burglar alarm. Soon, police would be here. All she could think about was that they would throw away her goods. They would waste her good cardboard. They would take back her shopping cart. They would toss her pillows and the hankies and the green cardigan into some trash can, and she would be empty on the street again, as she had been when they made her move out of the room at 101st and 1st Avenue, after they took Alan from her... <sighs> A blast of sound as the shot shattered a glass-framed citation on the wall near her. They had fanned out inside the office space, letting the headlight illumination shine through. Clutching the baby doll, she hustled down a hallway toward the rear of the copy center. Doors on both sides, all of them closed and locked. Annie could hear them coming. A pair of metal doors stood open on the right.